Hey, do you see my shirt? Tsuijian. Tsuijian. Very nice. So we're going to do an episode on Chinese music, and this is the godfather of Chinese rock and roll music. I saw him perform um, in Shanghai with the Rolling Stones, which was amazing historically Weird. speaking. I saw an interview with him afterwards saying he actually, he was so blown away. These are the heroes of his life. This is the reason he plays music. And you got to understand, this guy's been around since... Late 80s. The late... Late 80s? Yeah. Like mid 80s. Mid 80s, yeah. Yeah, mid 80s. He's been around for 30-something years because he heard the Rolling Stones, which, I mean, the Rolling Stones, I saw them in a in a concert hall. They had originally booked, apparently, their, their organizers, whatever, had booked like an 80,000-person concert hall and they had to downsize at the time this is 2006 or something yeah i remember it yeah um, i know the stadium they had it in though it was an 8000 person stadium i saw the rolling stones in shanghai 8000 like i mean mick jagger went and i went oh dude oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that was when they were like what 80 or so would they have been 80 oh geez i don't know it was Just will you out here, Mr. Jagger. <laughs> Why didn't you start me up? It takes on a whole new meaning when he's got like, something actually attached to his heart. He's got a heart thing on his heart. <laughs> Keith, I can't feel my feet. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you want to see a really funny Mick Jagger uh, story, look up John Mulaney, Mick Jagger. Check it out. Okay. It's pretty funny. You are, now, are we talking? We're talking Chinese. Uh, so we're going to kind of do a little bit of a story about you know Chinese music, and then get into modern times as well. Yeah, a little talk on sort of the development of Chinese music, really briefly, because it's so much. That's like goes way back. We could we could make a whole podcast about your Gujang and you got your Arhu and you got your Gujin, right? Gujang. You know, the, yeah. yeah, but the Gujin is the flat one. Oh, just right, a piece right, right. Of wood yes. with strings on it, like ancient instrument. I. In Qingdao, actually, I saw a Gujin master who had played. He had an instrument that he played at the the French. What was the name of the French restaurant? Oh, La La Villa. Yeah, it was the second one, not the not the first one that they had with the, with the amazing pizza. No, no, no. It was the second place. La Villa. So going to the back, the back room was really cool there. So there was this Gujin master, and and he's playing this instrument, and he's being really protective of it. Of it. And I had asked him through May because I didn't speak any Chinese at the time. <laughs> um, his instrument itself was over six hundred years old. Oh, yeah, and he's playing this at like this restaurant in Qingdao. Pretty know? funky restaurant. It was a great restaurant. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know if those guys are still around, but really, did they good. play funky music there? Actually, La Luna in Qingdao is where I met Tui Jian because uh, Li Du was the owner of La Luna. Yeah, and our band Bill Killers was playing there. I remember La Luna. And we're in the middle of beer festival, which in Qingdao there's Qingdao beer, which is. Um, German influence. German influence from 1903. Yeah. When Qingdao was Qingtao. Yeah. Right. In terms of the yeah. the romanization. Written, written in the. Um... In walks this guy. Yeah. Like the legend. This is this is kind of like um, I, what would be a comparison like Mick Jagger walking in. I don't know. Sure. No. Well, I mean, well, if you're thinking uh, solo guys, maybe somebody like Bob Dylan or, or yeah. Okay. Or, um... I, I mean, he would love that comparison. I think. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's like your band's playing at this 
local restaurant, nice place, beautiful, um, very popular place, great. Yeah. And in walks Bob Dylan and is watching you play. Yeah. Pling. Like, yeah. I couldn't remember words for songs. I, you know, I was playing <laughs> bass in that band and I was like, I, you know, and then we go over and we, we talk to him. He's talking to Lee Du, so we're like, so, you can introduce us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy sits down and has a Qingdao beer with us. Spoke really good English, yeah. which I was I didn't know that. Yeah. And we ended up just chatting. like, And I have photos of, of me and the guys with him, which I should post here because it's kind of fun. All of our wives, the three guys in the band, with pictures with him sitting there just Fantastic. chatting with the guy. And Who just, was in the band? Mark. Uh, Mark Montebello and Alex Roy. Just the three. And myself. Yeah. yeah. Ezra had already gone home to Canada. Um, it was like a big moment. It was yeah. it was just that. It was like like Bob Dylan walks in and, and yeah. you know, just sits down and has a beer with you. David Tao, I think is the name. Uh, David Tao's also very good at that stuff. Ace the Liu Ding, I think yes. is it's my favorite song by him. But he's got a ton of good songs. Oh yeah, he does. But that song for me was the first time I heard really cool rock sounds coming from a Chinese um, artist. And I yeah. was like, I don't know. I, I mean, it seems silly to say now, but this is 20 years ago, right? Gosh. I know. 2003 was 20 years ago. Yeah, so David Tao, I remember the first album that I bought by him, which wasn't his first album, I think, by any stretch. That's why I don't know. I think he's been around since the late 90s. I could be wrong, but I think he's been around that long. Yeah, I mean, I I think he already had a couple of albums out by the time I had gotten here in 2002. Yep. And I bought the one that had, I'll, I'll say this wrong, I'm sure, but Heisa de Liu Ding. Yeah, Heisa de Liu Ding. Yeah. Yeah. So Black Tangerine, I yeah. guess, is the song. And I heard this song and I was like, it is so, I love that song. Yeah. And it's got these great guitar parts in it. Ding, 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 ding. I'll definitely play a clip of that yeah. song. Um, and it gets pretty heavy, you know. A and couple of things. One, if you play that song live, it it could be a full-on rock song. But right. then, then, then the next song on that album is um, it's a really love song. Melody. Man. Melody. I just remember melody. hearing that song and thinking, I want to hear the next song. And the next song was like, ah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, 
what what Cupid, just happened? Cupids and cupcakes. Yeah, it was like eight yeah. weeks. And that has surprised me and continued to surprise well, me. Well, even even J. Cho does that. I was good to say, you know, I think a lot of musicians that I know of in China do that. They'll play like a hard rock song. Then they'll play like some super love They're song. They're not locked in. The, no. And then they'll have a hip hop song. And I'm like, they don't put out a genre. you hear about album. Sheriff from Canada? Of course. A band called yeah. Sheriff. Yeah, yeah. When I'm with you, that song. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were a rock band. It was very much like um, um, More Than Words. Right. Extreme. Exactly. Extreme was like a, a, a pretty heavy uh, rock band. But that that album, I bought the album mm-hmm. of uh, When I'm With You, that first Sheriff album. And the rest of it was all uh, just like... Full on rock. Full on rock. Well, and see that, we're naming two bands over, what, a 40 year period, I guess. Like Sheriff would have been... Early 80s, I guess. I think so, yeah. yeah. But here... Again, just my knowledge, and you can tell me if I'm wrong on this, but my impression is that the typical Chinese musician, pop musician, quote unquote, because pop is not a genre, it's a it's an amount of record sales. Right. It's popularity. Right, right. But um, they tend to put out a song that they like. Yeah. And they don't record a genre. They don't record a rock album. No, and they're and, a, they, and they're not pigeonholed that way either. No, they're no. popular artists. And maybe, I mean, maybe that's because like there's not a huge radio. Um, like now, everywhere has digital radio, so you just dial in the song that you well, want to hear. Well, music here is the way you, the way to go, right? Right, but I mean, like what I'm thinking of when I came in 2002, I was coming from Canada, uh, from Venezuela, but from a Canadian mentality thinking that I would learn the songs that I wanted to hear from the record the radio stations that I wanted to listen to right so we listened to Q107 in Toronto because they would play great rock music right you know and so I would learn the new song by Triumph or by whoever had come out with their new song because Q107 played it yeah. here you didn't have that option all of the radio here was talk radio, right. news radio. Yeah. Everything sounded like 680 news. Yeah. You know? So maybe that's why, because they weren't pressured to be putting out a rock album that would be played on that station. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Maybe. I yeah. just... And it, I'm, I'm sure it comes down to handlers and the, and the record companies and all this stuff it, as well, right? Really, in terms of the, the business sense, if given what I just said... You have one artist who could be on rock radio, who could be on, like, at whoever's listening to rock songs, they listen to that song by that person. Same artist, hip-hop club. It's pretty interesting because in in, uh, in the 70s, it became a big deal to be a crossover artist, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, uh, Elton John. Um, Philadelphia Freedom. Uh, no, right. I was thinking of uh, Get Back, Honky Cat. Oh, Honky Cat, yeah. Yeah. Total and country. That song, that song was... On country radio, it was on the R&B stations, it was on the pop stations, like it was Well, huge Philadelphia culture. Freedom was the first number one song on, I think it's the Billboard R&B charts for a white artist. Wow. First okay. number one, yeah. Interesting. Okay. You know what? There's a song that I do that I didn't put on here. I didn't put the song or the artist. It's Suan Nihan. And that starts, Suan Nihan. It okay. means like, you're the boss, you okay. know, basically. Okay. Anyway. You win. That starts with an arhu. 
because he starts talking about eBay Arguato. Arguato is the, oh, is a bye joke. That's right? that's my favorite sing along song that you guys do. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Dun, 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 dun. I go whoa. Yeah, even the even the the foreigners know how to <laughs> yeah. do that. So so then I go your Chinese is awesome. Whoa. <laughs> anyway, so so they have Arguato, which is a which is a uh, type of baijiu mm. that they're drinking, and he's he, the guy is drinking in this story. So it, I think his girlfriend has kicked him out or something. And baijiu is a white uh, alcohol is made from sorghum. And it's kind of like similar to rice wine that yeah, we, sake we know, or something that we know from yeah. So he's got this arhu going, and that that it's supposed to set a scene, right? Which is a lot of times you'll see these arhu guys on the street, mm-hmm. and there's guys sitting out on the street having having some baijiu, mm-hmm. right? And so <clears throat> this is what I mean. Like somebody might listen to the intro of that and go, "Why do you? I don't get it." Yeah, but. There's a there's a whole story for Chinese people that understand what's going on. Yeah. There, right? It's setting the scene. Yeah. And it's that's a fabulous song. I mean, they, they, I don't do the rap section in the middle, mm. which is really like it's really fast and hard to do. So I cut it out and put a guitar solo there. <laughs> it's it's interesting you say that. Um, first of all, I actually didn't click on that because I've seen you guys play that so many times yeah. right and I just know it's a great sing-along yeah. fun song Yeah. but it's funny because the, actually I think there are a lot you know it's kind of like the double talk comedy of China, Chinese in Chinese right yeah. Yeah. where they do um, it's it's very cross rhythmic cross talk kind of thing cross talk that's yeah. it sorry I said double talk you know who's famous for that is our Canadian compatriot uh, yeah. Da Shan Da Shan yeah. yeah so um, hey Da Shan never hey met da you da would like to Mark I don't even know his English name. It's a very rhythmic way of speaking, kind of like rapping, but this is old, old, old tradition. And they make these jokes. So it's kind of like you say this and I say that and you say this and punchline, you know? Yeah, Kind of like that. But recently, um, like this past year, Eminem came out with a song where he does this amazing rap that is just so fast and he's flawless every time he does it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. She was coming at you with supersonic speed. That's been in Chinese music forever. And yeah. Chinese rap, I think, like that example you just said, is super well, fast. Well, we're going to talk about Jay Cho. He's kind of the guy that made it. Joe J. Lewin is the guy that made it sort of famous. So and what is his What is his full Chinese name? Joe J. Lewin. Joe J. Lewin. 
Joe J. Lun. Okay. Yeah. And and he's he came out of Taiwan actually. Okay. A lot of these guys did. Okay. You know, like even the uh, the the Teresa, Teresa Tang, beyond his uh, Cantonese, they're from Guangzhou. Really? Yeah. Oh, I always thought. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're they're and they all their songs are in Cantonese. Okay. Uh, so, Jay Cho. Jay Cho is he came along later, around two thousand two thousand one. His first album was just a knockout. As far as I'm, it's a, it's the one that you and I both. Uh, Oh yeah, I know that album. My the, my first my first twenty like when I first came CDs, you know we'd we'd go out and buy like you know ten CDs or whatever. Yep. You myself and Marcel would yep. go on just like a shopping spree, and then my first twenty CDs easily were just what should I buy? And you said buy this 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 this. It's J Cho. The reason I say uh, J Cho is because he sort of uh, brought in the. Uh, he popularized the the, the rap and the and the hip hop uh, in Chinese music. What I love about Jay Cho, um, actually, when he first, I think he still does it now, but when he first started was he took like hip hop, rap, and then put Beijing Opera in there. Also, also Mozart, Chopin, and you can hear it if you listen close enough. You can hear he's got a song called Ye Chu. I'll play this song that Leon's talking about, and then we can also add in the, the explanation of the, the Sting song that you're talking about. So I think that's the shit my heart. I, I, it's got that kind of element. Yeah, it's not an exact copy by any stretch, but it's kind of that. Do 
漫长，我心事静静淌，被风乱也未央，你的影子剪不断，就留我孤单。Anyway, so um, J. Cho had just come up just before I came. Well, and his thing was he was, I think, the first guy that really did rap. In、uh, in in popular Chinese music,、uh, you know, sort of Western style rap. Yeah, I was gonna say because that's probably where it's hard to to delineate,、mm-hmm. you know, because rap has always been a part of. Yeah, I guess you'd say. Shuotang. Shuotang is is it means、uh, speak, speaking singing. Speaking and, singing, which so, is yeah, and that's what they call rap. Shuotang. But it's been around forever in Chinese、yeah. music. But in terms of the Western application of it, I agree that I think J. Cho was probably he hip hopped it. You know, yes. turn it into hip hop,、yep. yep. and it's a it's a really well done album. The production is nice, but more to the point is that it's just a whole new genre of Chinese music, really. So he was like a real pioneer there,、mm-hmm. and I mean he's a lot more middle of the road now. He still does a little bit of that, but he's a lot more like you know mainstream. He also、uh, went into a different area when he did the、um, the circus album.、Mm. This is a couple of years ago. He he got a lot more theatrical. Yeah. He also he hit Hollywood. He was in the the, the Green, Green Hornet, the Green Hornet. Yeah,、um, and he his song Mojito is I think filmed in Cuba, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, and he used Cuban musicians. Okay, and it's really well. If you listen to the musicianship on that song, my my guys in our band are trying to tell me, oh, you, it's all done by by、um, what AI or something? Not AI,、oh. but like、uh, it's all loops. And stuff from from、uh, what was the the app? It,、uh, oh come on! What are some of the? It's my post COVID brain's not working properly. But、uh, all these these、um, applications that you can use to do digital music now. Okay, yeah. Put, put the the things together. I don't believe it. It just sounds too good. Yeah, it sounds too.、Uh, I mean, the fact that you even even be debating that means that it's that good. That's right. Even even if it is a、uh, done that way, it's still very well done. Yeah.、Um, but these guys, I think they're actually playing it and.、Um, So he's very—he goes for authenticity, and he's a perfectionist, and you can hear it、mm-hmm. in his in his production. I remember hearing. First of all, I didn't. He's a、uh, co- tremendous keyboard player, musician, drummer. He does the whole amazing voice, thing. amazing, yeah, great voice. voice. I really like his voice. You got you got to think this is like two thousand ish, two thousand one. I think is when I think that 2001, came out. I think two thousand one. It sounds right. Yeah, and it, everything before that was either you know Tui Jian style、mm-hmm. or Teresa Tang kind of well, sort of Carpenters. Ish, yeah, yeah, right. And、uh, you also had like kind of、um, sort of rock, more like、uh, hair band kind of rock,、okay. you、yeah. know that kind of stuff.、Mm-hmm. So、yeah. with your Ling Dian, which the guys that did Aibu Aiwa,、mm-hmm. and Aibu Aiwa, yeah, <laughs> you gotta have the that. Crowd, the crowd always. Does I、that. just want to know. That vibe. Okay.、Um, going back to going back to Tui Jian. Okay. There's a guy that came out kind of、uh, definitely after him was a. Shuai, I don't, I don't know if I never say it the right way, and I、okay. still haven't. After all these years, I've been singing his song. And, What's the、uh, song?、Um, the song that I do is "Wanmei Wanmei Sengho," 
and it's like a da 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 dum 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 it's really simple beginning and it's 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 called the perfect life okay and so you know he's just talking in there about it's it's i guess you could say it's a love song Uh, I just love it so much. And, and Tsang Jing the Knee is another one that I really like. Tsang Jing the Knee. Tsang Jing the Knee. I performed it uh, a few years back. I stopped doing it because it, it's, it's, it's kind of specific. But he is a guy that I like his voice, and I like the way he arranges his songs. It's very unique, and it's ultra listenable. And mm. so uh, I've never, I've never really. That's the why Mei Sungho is the only uh, song that I've really uh, done consistently through the years of his. But it's, yeah, that's great. I, I mean, most of the songs that you're mentioning, uh, I, I know them because you sing them, or your band does them. Yeah. Then Little there's the Xin Ran guy. Oh, Xin Ran. Yeah. I love that song, actually. I, I just... He was the big... When I came here in 96, he was right at the apex of his... It's funny, you know, because uh, I can remember when I was when I came to Shanghai, it was him. When I went to Qingdao, it was uh, two. It was like Zhang Yu. Mm. Yeah. So there's, there was him, and then there was also the Ling Dian guys, the Ai Bai War guys. Mm. Okay. Right? That were just, you know, just... Everywhere you know what, the thing I say I love that song Shin Tyrant, but actually I think what happens is when I hear that in my head, I hear you guys at um, at the not the New York before that Club the, the Dynasty, Honolulu Club the Honolulu, Honolulu. yeah, yeah. I, I hear that band with um, Lido and uh, Joseph yeah. and Ramon and, and we you. arranged it we always arranged so there's an interesting thing is that that happens and it happens with English songs as well sometimes mm -hmm. but people will hear our arrangement first mm -hmm. and they go I was kind of disappointed when I listened to the original because it didn't sound like you and it doesn't mean we're ours is better yeah. it's just that's the one you got used to I remember I remember having that conversation with co-workers in Qingdao because again we used to go buy CDs all the time right because mm -hmm. you know at the time I guess the iPod had just come out yeah. you know that was how we listened to music was yeah. on CDs. 
And so you you guys would play a song, uh, J. Cho song or whatever it was. Yeah. And so I'd, I'd find out the name of it. I'd go and I'd ask at the CD shop. I'd buy it, bring it back home. And it sounded so different. <laughs> the first time I heard Ni Wen, well, I Ni Yo. Uh, Liang Dai Biao Wo Had you heard, had you heard? No, I heard your version ah. of it. Starts off with a killer little bluesy piano thing. Well, it's it's George it's uh, Georgia uh, Georgia Georgia yeah. Georgia. It's the same. It's in the key of G, so that's my key. I can do it in that because the original's in C. <laughs> Teresa Tong, okay, so she was a, she's got another one called uh, Tian Tian, Tian Mi Mi, yeah. that one. I never did that one. I, I I tried to arrange it a little differently as well, and it never I could never get it to work. I used to sing Tian Mi Mi um, whenever I went. I've seen I, a band do it like super heavy. Really? Yeah. Wow. No, I, I learned it on acoustic guitar, and I used to sing that song, not for shows and stuff, but like when I, let's say, 
we were at, um, I don't know, it, it, somewhere where I could play something, uh, some guitar. Yeah. Just show up and there's a guitar there. And so I'd play maybe one or two songs, like English songs, and people would, you yeah. know, and then I'd say, how about this one? And I'd start to sing. And they go nuts. And they sing along and it's like, yeah. how do you know this song? How do you know the words to this song? And yeah. then I would do Yu uh, Liang Dai Biao the Xin. May and I actually sang that together a couple times. Nice. Yeah. Which I think I've seen a video of you guys doing that at your wedding, is it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Actually, yeah, with uh, Peter Burnside. Yes. Carly, yeah, and Sharon. Uh, at this point, Leon and I have about one hour still to go in our discussion of Chinese music and our, some of our experiences here in China. Um, as much as I'd love to keep it going, we're trying to keep our episodes to roughly half an hour now. So I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll end this episode now and we will uh, revisit and share the rest of our conversation in roughly 30-minute chunks uh, over the coming weeks. I really hope you enjoyed our, our discussion today. Um, it, tomorrow is actually Chinese New Year here in China, uh, the year of the rabbit. So you'll be hearing more of this episode. And we also go into other areas of discussion comparing some of the Chinese music to some of the, let's say, Western music that we know. I hope you'll keep joining us. Don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube and also on all of the available podcasting platforms. And also, please take a look at our blog on WordPress. And we're also on Substack. Thanks for joining us again. Just elbow bump. Um, we'll see you guys next for time. Watching. Yeah. Yeah. Next time. And tune in to find out what our next episode is, because we don't know either. <laughs> Bye. All right, man. Poof. Happy Chinese New Year. See you. Bye, love.